She's the push she brought from the Bronx, New York. Follow her voice, a straight dog is nice. She's the push she brought from the Bronx, oh yeah. Don't be surprised if you want to listen twice. Make decisions, find the right choice. Know yourself better, find your own voice. It's okay if you need help today, because everybody needs a little push. From the push she brought from the Bronx, New York. Good morning. Welcome, Transformation Talk Radio Network listeners. My name is Ellen Stewart, and I am the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. Welcome to my show, Recovery Recharged, with my illustrious co-host and colleague and friend, Dr. Pat. Hey, Doc, how you doing? I want to just say I'm so excited. First of all, thank you. I want to welcome a whole new audience here. This is a drive time spot. And uh, yes, you guys really are used to seeing me at a different time spot. Yep, we're kicking it up at the early morning spot on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, you're probably on your third cup of coffee. Coffee. That's what I want to say. <laughs> we had a great show today, right? We're getting some fun. <laughs> yes, we do. We absolutely do. And of course, the Pushy Broad is new to this time slot, but that's okay. So wake up, Seattle, wake up, West Coast, New York, like you said, is kicking into high gear already. <laughs> and I also want to do a shout out because September is National Recovery Month. Yeah. I want to say thank you all for all of the wonderful guests that Dr. Pat and I have had on this show for actually coming on three years now. Yeah. Okay, November will be three years. And I want to thank all of the clinicians, all of the treatment centers, all the people in recovery. September is, a, is an especially um, great month for me because September 4th, I celebrated year 37 in recovery. So I am really thrilled and really proud. And because of that, we're going to give some great things away today. And I've got a special guest that Dr. Pat and I know and love, and it's going to help transform your life and your recovery. So mm-hmm. Let's talk about that first thing this morning. I have a guest that has been with me a few times and has written a bestseller. And he has come back and done it again, which is no small feat for anybody, but certainly somebody that I love having here. So the name of our show today is the title of his book, which is Three Words I used to sell 100,000 books, and the author's name is Andrew Cap. So before we introduce Andrew, I just want to give you a little bit of a background on him. And you may have read his first book, which is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And I introduced it on the show a few months ago, and it is now past 100,000 copies in sales. Pat, isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And boy, we are going to bust some non-factual data we have out there because he's going to tell us the real deal. He absolutely is. So the preface right after it says three words, I used to sell 100,000 books. His <laughs> title underneath it, which is a mouthful, is a counterintuitive strategy for nonfiction authors who want to sell books by the truckload, yep. become a number one bestseller and turn casual readers into raving fans. Andrew, that is a mouthful. How are you doing this morning? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Good to see you again. (laughs) Thank you. So Ellen and Dr. Pat, so glad to be here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Um, And you're right, that is a mouthful. And we can even kind of go there because there's a method to the madness in in the mouthful of that because that's the subtitle. And um, it's funny because even like the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, that also has a subtitle that I don't even specifically remember. I always have to like look at Amazon and read it back. But um, I bring that because like the subtitle is this valuable element of real estate where if you don't read it, that's fine. But for people that do, it's a wonderful opportunity for nonfiction authors in particular to really further explain the value proposition they're offering in hopes of hopefully, you know, reaching the right kinds of people that could actually be helped by their work. So it um, it definitely was a, a mouthful by design because I want to use as much real estate as possible as productively, even if not efficiently as possible, just to really explain to people what my goal is through the book. Because three words I used to sell 100,000 books, I mean, well, what does that involve? And notice the end part, turning casual readers into raving fans. There is a key component of that in terms of, you know, serving and looking out for your reader that really contributes to more attention, more sales in ways that people don't really realize. I mean, I mean, it sounds on the surface like, yeah, of course that is that way it is, but it actually in many ways that people don't even think about consciously, it really goes a long way for people. It absolutely does. And I like the little description underneath because it gives you a quick, it's like the Cliff Cliff Notes version of what the book is about. And this is going to catch your eye and absolutely have you pick it up. So I was introduced to your book, the first one, let's talk about this a minute, because this is where your success lies. So the first book, for those of us that don't know, we want to draw our attention to the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. I had was turned on to this book by a dear friend of mine. I have given it to every single one of my, my recovery coaching clients. I understand that your executive producer, Jessica, has also been turned on to the book because she absolutely loved it. And she yeah, told me that yesterday yes from 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 having andrew on which is fantastic and i just want to encapsulate a little bit just give us an overview of the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read and then we can go into your brand new book yeah first of all can i just comment killer title thank you (laughs) right um and we can get into you know the I call it the agony of defeat as you battle your publisher to keep your title. But go ahead, tell it, give, give us the punchline to this because the title does speak volumes for people like me. We right. want this information, Andrew. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, you call it the agony of defeat. I I bypass the agony by self-publishing. <laughs> Thank and you. I, so I call it the, the mechanics of, of titling your book. So it's always funny, that perspective. Um, Obviously, it's a very bold title. It's a very bold promise within that title. In fact, in the new book, I don't recommend people say like the last. You'll, the reason I said the last all attraction book you'll ever need to read is because I know what it feels like to read book after book after book in that topic. Get excited by the law of attraction. Begin using the methods I've learned. Start to get results and then still stop. And the reason I've named this the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read is one of the main things I cover in the book is, well, what is it that we do that gets in our own way? How do we get around it to the point then where we are actually consistent with the methods? Because I understand in my own personal experience and in the feedback of others that when you're actually consistent without it feeling like work, then you get momentum, then you get results. 
And then it's not even the book that's that's teaching you. It's not the law of attraction that's teaching you. It's certainly not me that's teaching you. It's your own life experience. And once you've had something through your own life experience, nobody can ever take it away from you. And that's the real idea behind the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. I didn't say it's the last one you real you will need. Maybe that's up to everyone else, but it's the last one you'll ever need to read because I've worked very hard to make sure it's that final one that shows you how to actually implement this and make it user-friendly and more importantly, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if people are watching the screen, they're also seeing on the screen over there, three words I use to sell a hundred thousand books. That's mm. also available for them. So we're going to tackle both of these, aren't we? Yeah, we and absolutely are. It's clear. It's funny because um, I'm doing something a little bold in that regard. These are two different niches. Those yeah. three words, just in case people are wondering, it's not law of attraction, even though I view law of attraction as the lens through everything. This is like three words I use to sell 100,000 books. That's like a sales and marketing book directly catering yes. to nonfiction authors who has work that helps others. Whereas obviously the other one is really more in the law of attraction space. I don't personally care about, you know, quote unquote, diluting my brand and having you know, the name Andrew Cappy associated with more than one thing. I don't, I don't know either. if that's the most business sound decision, but it's just kind of going with my gut. So we are all three peas in the same pod, albeit a little bit crowded at times. But that's why the three of us are here, because somehow within us, we decided there's something in our gut that's telling us and guiding us. And it may not be popular. And I got to tell you, the whole diluting the brand thing, the minute I decided to do different shows, that's what the feedback I got. And I totally ignored it. But you're talking about following a sense of self, I think, that Ellen, you and I talk about all the time in recovery. And, and I do believe that both of these books transcend maybe even popular opinion because nothing really can trump what we feel intuitively and we know and we see, right? Do you guys agree with me? Exactly. Look, it, it comes down to what you feel your calling is. And I think somebody that does what we do and somebody that does what Andrew does, it's almost as if we're compelled to do the next thing, whatever that is, whether it is off brand or not. Okay. I can't tell you how much flack I got for being the pushy broad from the Bronx. Okay. Really <laughs> my entire life being the pushy broad from the Bronx was not exactly a compliment. So what did I do? I embraced it. I not only embraced it, but I trademarked it. Okay. So I'm a registered trademark. So legally I'm the only one in the country that can be called pushy broad from the Bronx. And we've expanded so much, right. Even on, even on transformation talk radio network with women who push for more with everybody needs a little push with recovery recharged. We do what we feel is the next right thing. And because it comes from our heart and our gut, it's automatically the right thing yeah. for us and for our listeners. There's no yeah. question about it. But the thing I was most impressed about with Andrew is not only did he outline the law of attraction book in a way that made it easy to use and not seem like a chore so that you could continuously do it. And I do my gratitude list every single day. I visualize, I script, I do so many things that it says in the book, but 
it got so much success because Andrew propelled it. And there was something in the beginning of this brand new book, which is, uh, which is three words I used to sell a hundred thousand book, which was absolutely staggering to me. And, and Andrew, I want you to focus on this a minute. Mm -hmm. It says why average just doesn't cut it. And you were talking (laughs) about what a successful author could publish. Could you give us those figures, please, please? So people can understand just how amazing a hundred thousand books. Oh, let's get into this. Come on. Let's get into into this. Would you tell us what a best-selling author can expect usually? Give us that. Well, so it's interesting because, you know, this is me researching the book and, you know, Googling, of course, and, and hopefully finding reliable articles. And I was I was shocked because I think we have these preconceived notions of what it means when you sell a book and when you're successful. I was shocked to discover that, according to um, these sources I found, an independent author, at not just the fir- just the first year, but the entire lifetime of their book, can expect to sell only two or three hundred to five hundred copies. But then you've got okay, it's like oh yeah, it's fair. It's an independent publisher; they don't have backing. I also found out that. A, you know, an author who's backed by a, one of the big publishers, you know, we're not talking like a David Goggins, who's like a breakout obvious example, we're just talking a standard average author who gets on a major publisher, they'll sell maybe two or three to 5000 copies in the entire book's lifetime. And you know, when you think about it, you crunch the numbers, you know, you get a percentage of that from the company, then you've got to pay Uncle Sam. That's not a lot of a payday before you have to go back to the drawing board and work another maybe two or three years, depending on your workflow, on your next idea, hoping that's going to do something. So it was really staggering to me how um, how far off for many people the real success is, and which kind of bowls me over. Like for me, I still have to like you know pinch myself and remember, like wow, I can't believe this unicorn of a book sold a hundred thousand copies. It, it makes sense when I look at what I did very intentionally, but it still is a staggering number that I try to make sure I acknowledge every day because. I realize that it is not a standard thing, especially for an independent author. I had no idea that that a book, especially a best-selling book, considered to be a best-selling book, may only sell maybe 5,000 copies in a lifetime. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about, and this, by the way, is a really important thing because words are important. Best-selling. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say if I go on Amazon right now, um, my, the last law of attraction book you ever need to read is still a number one bestseller in one or two categories. But a bestseller, if you get if you launch out of the gate and you get your entire friends and family and your network to buy it that day, and it somehow hits the chart, well, then you call it a bestseller, even if it sells one or two copies the next day and then zero copies every day thereafter. Right. So a bestseller is a very interesting thing in that it's very easy to achieve if you want to game the system a little bit. It's just hard to maintain if you really want to hold on for dear life in the long term. Dr. Pat, what's been your experience in this industry? Are you thinking of self-publishing? Let me tell you what my experience is. I want to tell you a couple of things, and then I want to turn it back over to you both. Um, I work with our hosts because I've been doing this 20 years, and I have seen every pothole in the media industry that you can imagine. And there's a reason I'm an independent network, and there's a reason we're expanding, and there's a reason we take on conversations. There's also a reason which I don't talk about enough And I had a really interesting, really cool conversation with a gentleman yesterday, a top, top coach of many athletes, and he's going to join our network. Here's what I've watched. I've watched amazing people. Ellen is one of them. 
all of the people that join us, they have brilliant ideas. Almost, I'd say 90% want to write a book. And the reason I had to get knowledgeable, and of course, my little snide comment on, on the title is something I just went through with one of the hosts. But I've watched them go through, and I've watched the pain, the agony, and the ecstasy of going through the publishing route and the self-publishing route. And if you would have been around 10 years ago to help these people, but you're, you're around now, you might have helped them in ways that nobody really understands. One, myth number one, I think publishing is just the same as it was 10 years ago. It is not. Myth number two, I'm not gonna ever change my book title. Okay, yeah, self-published. <laughs> Right. Okay. Number three, I got a really good book cover and I want to, okay, erase, not going to happen. So what I'm trying to say is what I've learned is we have helped more hosts turn their, their ideas into books than many. And some of them, Andrew, we did what you, you talked about. You know, I helped, I helped Paul McCormick launch his book in December, which people say is a nightmare. And that book went to a number one chart but not because of anything smart or intelligent or knowledgeable. I made more mistakes than you can imagine, but I'm excited about you today because I don't want highly creative people with like Doc Martin, her book, you know, fabulous messages to turn around and feel like I am exhausted from this process and I don't even remember my idea. So I'm hoping we can save the soul of the book by the show today. Mm. Exactly. I mean, there's no question. And that's exactly why I brought Andrew on, because so many of us were faced with so many things. And it was kind of like a godsend because I've been, you know, I've been kicking around my own ideas for a very <laughs> long time and not knowing how to get towards it for so many different reasons. And then Andrew came along and, um, and I've been reading and I've been watching and learning and it's really opened my eyes in a lot of different ways because it's not a question of people not having content. Okay. I think there are many authors out there that have a lot of content and a lot of things, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things today to say, and self-publishing is something that everybody can enjoy. It's knowing how to get the content out there. And that's why Andrew's book, is so crucial for anybody thinking of writing anything and getting it published. So let's go back to Andrew. I need to ask the yeah. number one most important question. Why these titles? Why this title? <laughs> why the title beforehand? Always a mouthful. Why, why, why? Give us the short of it. So I want to preface this by saying, and I always say this, I'm giving people a way, not the way, because I fully recognize there's more than one way to skin a cat and more than one way to success. But in my own experience, and I've been a marketer and a marketing coach and a copywriter, I have a, a very unique perspective as opposed to most authors. Um, most authors write in one way um, versus me who writes in that, that marketing way. I... I think it's very important when you're a non for novels or for fiction, I'm, I'm not going to help much in this regard, but when you're talking about like a nonfiction book, a nonfiction book that helps someone do something, learn something, achieve something, or solve a problem or challenge in their lives, I think it's very important and very powerful and very useful to answer the question within the title itself to the reader of what's in it for me for if I read this book. 
What's in it for me? Because there's so like you're competing. Um, I, I'm an old school wrestling fan. And I, you know, I listen to WWE and I remember like all the top people in WWE, they don't say they're competing with other wrestling companies. Dr. Pat's raising her hand. She's Dr. Dr. Pat, we'll, we'll have some conversations about <laughs> I'm that. telling you, I grew up with a wrestling mom and dad. I mean, you could not, I mean, we're sitting there telling them what we thought and you could not turn that channel. So I feel you right there. <laughs> and so you probably remember like WWF's competition used to be WCW, whereas now WWE, their competition is the NFL, the NBA, MLB, the Kardashians, reality right. TV, the news. Like your, your book isn't just competing with other books in your niche and not just other books, but video games or, or info products or TV shows. Like it's, so it's very important to say, I've got to reach out and grab the, 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 the viewer or the prospective customer, you know, really grab them to say, listen, this is what I'm offering you. And that's why the titles are so long. And by the way, like notice how I recognize that a long title can be perceived as a weakness. I turn it into a strength in any way that I can strategically. For example, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. The reason I don't know the subtitles because I didn't waste valuable real estate on the cover by putting it there. Yeah. I didn't even put my name there because no one knows or cares about Andrew Kaplan that book goes out. Why am I going to waste that real estate? So again, I'm, I'm breaking publishing rules. And the way I envision this being from New York, I envision, you know, traveling on the subway and people seeing, seeing people read the book like it's a magazine and it being very easily noticeable because I know what it's like to be on a subway and see someone reading a book and their thumb is over half the cover to have the title because the title is so small. I'm like, what's that book? I'm curious, but I'm too shy to ask the person. I wanted my cover strategically to be a thing like you never have to ask a stranger. You never have to feel awkward. Like you know what it is. And then you're curious enough and you look on Amazon and you find it and you buy it and you're set. That's why these long titles let people know what's in it for them, make it big on the cover and really ideally connect with the people that actually need the content. Fantastic. And I hope you guys are listening out there because Andrew just said a tremendous amount of great things there. And also understanding that when I read his book, his first book, it is so self-contained and so nicely done that you don't have to read. If you want to read little tidbits, if you want to go to a chapter here or a chapter there, everything is self-contained so that you really get a full amount of it, even if you want to skim through it, which means you can always go back back to it and get a little snippet from here or there, which is enough to keep you going. And that's what made it so wonderful and so easy to continue to read and to use. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like my Bible. It's on my desk all the time and it's literally transformed my life. And the pushy broad doesn't say stuff that she doesn't mean. That's why I'm the pushy broad. <laughs> so, well, thank you. So, and I just add one thing to that, Alan. Thank sure. you so much for that compliment. Um, what you just described there, which I really appreciate is especially because it was by design. So like, think about like, think about a TV show, right? They'll have a season of what, like 20, 24 episodes, whatever it might be. Even though a lot of those TV shows, there's like a recurring story and there's subplots and there's a play from beginning to end. There's a theme. Each episode is self-contained. Yep. Each episode, you can start from the beginning and get to the end of the episode and be entertained or get whatever value. Obviously, for me, it's it's more about informational than entertainment. But I was very intentional about understanding, like, to me, this is not a book. It's an experience. It's a song. There's a bridge. There's a chorus. There's an ebb. There's a flow. Because I realize, again, people have a lot on their plate. 
I come in with the recognition or the assumption that when people are trying to read the book, there's noise on the outside. There's a spouse screaming at them, a boss screaming at them, kids wanting their dinner, like all these things. And I want that to be as seamless as possible so that when they're reading it, it's really connecting in a, in a non-cumbersome way. And it just flows and they get yeah. the information as easily as possible. So thank you very much for that compliment. Yeah, You're I got to tell you, you had me at page four. You had me at page four. <laughs> Or when you said, oh, life is about to get awesome. So you had me at page four right there. And, you know, I have the Kindle. For, I Kindle everything because I, I walk around with my thing, my phone. And I want to make sure that I'm looking at it and I'm reading it when I need to read it in addition to the book. But see, mm. just a phrase like that, just yes. that phrase, there's so much energy, inner energy, external energy, and energy of hope about what's to come in the book. You could Thank have said you. anything on that page, but you didn't. And Pat, if and I could, uh, let me give a, this actually, this is a Dr. Pat pushy broad exclusive because you just inspired <laughs> an idea. I've never expressed this before. So for any author out there, what you just heard here, I would ask you to look for your Jerry Maguire moment as early in your book as possible. Dr. Pat said, you had me on page four. You want your reader to say you had me within the first five or six pages. Again, I've never said that before, but to any author out there, make your content. And by the way, be so excited because you know your content works. Be so excited about your content that when you convey it, you are going to have your Jerry Maguire moment very early on because it's very important to hook the person in the beginning, not so that they buy your book because they've already bought it, but to hook them because the only way you're going to serve your reader is if they get through the entirety of your book. So it's very important to get them excited enough to begin, but also comfortable enough and entertained enough and informed enough and excited enough to continue through to the end. And that's what you've done basically with the first title and the second title of the book. It's right there. And you talk about it and talk about all of that in your book, why the cover itself is so important. Everything that you say on the cover, how you choose the, the font, how you choose the colors, how you choose the actual title itself and how you get readers hooked from the very beginning, which, which is why this book also becomes a Bible yeah. for any author beginning in a new way yeah. so we've got a little note did you see the note dr pat yeah benny <laughs> benny sent us a note <laughs> benny sent us a note about that that it started as the wwf and then changed to wwe so all of you fight fans out there um we've got it right okay we've yeah. got it absolutely right uh we're and gonna you know, take ellen, ellen you know what i love okay so i hope we talk about this when we come back because this is in this is in andrew's three words I get asked the question that he gets asked and right out of the gate. And I love the idea of chapters that are questions. I love it. That's how you get my attention. But he gets asked a very significant question. And I want to talk about that question when we get back. And Terrific. there are two questions. One, there are people that ask him questions as if what he did was impossible. And then there is the opening chapter. And even though, Andrew, I think you said that these are two different books and two different brands, let me just say this. The energy of the last law of attraction book you'll ever write is in three words. Mm -hmm. It's in this book. 
and it may not be called out exactly, but it's in here. It's in here by the questions you asked. It's in here by the way you've been challenged. It's in here by the way you've responded. And it's in here by the way you want to help people with this. So that's just what I want to say. And Thank I just you. wanted to say this other thing. I, it's very clear to me that when my mama said to me, bless her, bless this woman, she said the equivalent of this, girls, when you grow up, here's what you want to do. You want to play to win. Just make sure you're not playing not to lose. Mm. Just make sure you're not in the, oh, I'm in the game not to lose. She said, because that is not the energy of an amazing life. That's my two cents right there. That's exactly right. So stay with us. Come back. Andrew's giving a giveaway away. I'm going to give away a giveaway for the recovery month. Stay tuned. Stay with us. We'll be back. Are you ready to experience full body system wellness? Tune in to the Empower Me Show with Pam Bright, a spiritual toolbox for your life. Embrace the fullness of who you are as a spiritual being having a human experience. Pam Bright is a multidimensional healer, light language channel, energy intuitive, and spiritual transformation coach. Join her for a rich conversation about how to unlock all your spiritual gifts on Transformation Talk Radio. In body, in power, in soul. Activate the spirit within you in deep conversations of power, faith, grace, love, and forgiveness. On Soul Inspired Reflections, Ascension, a humble awakening of the heart. Join me, your host, Gina Libido, every second Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific of TransformationTalkRadio.com. And find that even the chaos of your world makes sense and has meaning and purpose. Make a choice, be inspired, take action. For more information, go to soulinspired.org. That's soul-inspired.org. It is time to get inspired to take action in your life. Tune in to Emotional Elevation with me, Susan Denae. We are identifying, understanding, and treating our crazy one episode at a time. We all have crazy in our lives. The thing that sets us apart is how we deal with it. And I've got you covered. Enjoy your journey. You are worth it. Visit SusanDenae.com. That's D-E-N-E-E dot com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am the creator of the Transformation Network, doing what we do in the world of positive radio, informed, educated, positive media. Independent radio hosts and independent networks have been the face of positive messaging over the past decade. So all of us here have decided we're going to put together an independent network that is going to enable people to bring their positive message of hope, inspiration, and conscious action to the forefront. Help us create a future of amazing, uplifting stories that can be told so we can tell our children and they can tell their children of what hope and conscious action is all about. I want to thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. 
In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back, Transformation Talk Radio listeners. I'm Ellen Stewart. I'm the pushy broad from the Bronx. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Pat. We're talking to Andrew Cap about his book, Three Words. I used to sell 100,000 books, an unbelievable accomplishment for the, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. So since you've stayed with us for the, for the first half hour and we're on a new time slot and this is recovery month, I want to be able to extend to everybody out there to go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and make an appointment for a complimentary session for recovery month. So please call my 800 889 1757 number. Everybody that calls me this month gets a free complimentary session, especially you drive time listeners for coming to see us today. At the end of our program, Andrew will give away something called his ultimate uh, money or ultimate, what is it? Ultimate abundance meditation method. And I can't wait to hear it all. So it will be a a guided meditation. So it'll be a lot of fun. There we go. So we've got two free things for this new time slot and for the beginning of this kind of end of summer, beginning of September season. So let's get back to Andrew. So there is something here that I want to talk about because I know everybody is always concerned with how the book is reviewed and what what Mm -hmm. five-star reviews are about. And so talk to us about why chasing five-star reviews is the worst way to get people to to buy your book. Tell us about that. So I'm going to say that it's going to be kind of like a roundabout way, but when people kind of hear the way I describe it, I think all the dots are going to be connected. I'll I'll say this. A lot of times we celebrate reviews when we should be celebrating reviewers because it's about the reader. It really is. And the reason I say that is um, Amazon doesn't have this functionality anymore. And by the way, the reason they don't have this functionality anymore is because um, they, um, they, it wasn't getting used enough. That's what they told me. But back, you know, when I when I first launched the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, and someone would post a five star review, whereas you know, not to put myself on a pedestal, but where most authors would like, like, hey, honey, come over, look at this, and they'd bask in it, and then they'd move on, and they'd just stare at the screen waiting for the next review to come in. I would actually comment and reply to that, that person individually and thank them and like address something. Like if they said something about like chapter four, I'm like, hey, interesting story about chapter four. Here's why I did X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, I noticed you mentioned this thing. You might want to check out that thing. In other words, I really tried, I, not just like not to look useful, but to be useful. I tried to honor that review. And th- really this is about kind of like putting your readers first in any way, shape or form that you can. Because again, all right, Amazon doesn't have that functionality anymore. Okay, well, what can I do to help the readers? Well, you can be like Andrew and you can start a YouTube channel. And for the first 100 videos, you can make sure to spotlight five-star reviews and read them out and thank the person. 
or you could have, you know, free bonuses in your book that people opt into. And when they opt in, rather than spamming them with sales messages, you just keep giving them value on top of value on top of value with all different cool stuff. In other words, you go above and beyond in delivering for them. And it's, it's not about chasing reviews. It's about inviting reviews. It's about being an open invitation to saying, listen, I'm going to like serve these persons so well that they're almost going to feel silly not leaving a review. And and I actually, I had um, a review someone left, I think it was April 21st. It was, it was definitely in April on Amazon where they said, listen, I never leave reviews, but I'm making an exception for Andrew because using his book, I you know went from being out of business to making millions a month again, which by the way, like what a crazy, I'm saying that so nonchalantly, but what a crazy thing. But the point is whether they're making millions a month or they solved a relationship issue or something else, they said the words like, I never write reviews, but I'm doing it for Andrew. When you set out to serve your reader and to really over deliver for them in any which way that you can think of, you're inviting reviews, you're leaving the gateway open because who wouldn't want to post a five-star review when you change their life for the better? Or more accurately, you were the facilitating factor because we both know that every, well, we all know that everyone really changes their lives on their own. Mm -hmm. But if you could be that facilitating piece in a really positive way, they're going to really be excited about leaving your review rather than you chasing after and just watching the screen, hoping it's going to come out of thin air. Yeah. I, you know, I tell you the other thing I love is that, and I get really dinged a bit for this. People know me and they see the network and they, they have a view of me, but I really am. And our network is called the new mainstream and media. And what that means is we, we don't only live in the holistic world or you know, this world that, you know, most people see, we also live in the pop culture world. And, you know, I got asked to review a book not too long ago, and I went back to the author and the publisher, and I said, I don't even know who these quotes are, who these people are that you're quoting. Now, I got to, I don't know what page in your book, hello, you're quoting Morpheus telling Neo, I can only <laughs> show you the door. I'm all over that. <laughs> because I'm not writing to a 1% audience that maybe somewhere along the line, her, her Gene Houston, Dr. Gene Houston, who I love, talk about five people that are hardly even known today. You're writing a book that most people want to and have to relate to. And the publisher was super offended. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, why did you send me the book to review? And I said, by the way, the quote, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail, which is what I use on my show, that didn't come from uh, Rich Dad Poor. That came from Eleanor Roosevelt. So put That's the right. right person in the quote. Sorry, right. I went off right there. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Listen, at a moment, at a moment and, Andrew. And just in that, and just in that very little tangent, I can tell you how many people are thinking about what this week was and the passing of a monarch who spent yeah. 96 years in power and yeah. how people that are in younger generations just barely just let it go. But for us, it was absolutely monumental. I mean, just totally and completely monumental. But you so, know what so we remember about that? Okay, even if you don't know the queen. You know, the queen was in a James Bond movie. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like if you don't even know like who the queen is, you be you like watching Daniel. Exactly. And exactly. The queen, like, double exactly. Up, right. So what exactly. does it tell you about that woman? And that's what I'm saying about your book. Even though we don't may not know your name, even though your name's not on there, there's so much in here 
that gives us a little sneak peek behind the curtain. Yes, and exactly. your willingness to share this. People need this information. It is too painful to watch people step in the potholes. There is no question. I agree. One I wholeheartedly the, agree. One of the things that that Andrew does so well is be so attentive to the people that that want to get the information from him. There is no question. And you said some really great things about how you service people, how you answer every single one of their reviews, which is a wonderful thing. And there are also things that you do, not only in that regard, but there are things that I want you to talk to us about. First of all, all of the bonuses from the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. You gave so many bonuses at the end. And by the way, the reason that Andrew and I even got together was because I asked him a question. I asked him a random question. I said, um, you know, maybe somebody on his staff will get back to me or he'll get back to me in a year. He answered me right away and then immediately agreed to do my shows, which is absolutely amazing. And the fact that he was right there for me really was outstanding. So, so that's the reason that Andrew and I got together. But I'd like you to talk, Andrew, about the bonuses that you have at the end of both books. And I also really want you to give some thought into how you are continuing to promote this with your email lists and the radio shows and podcasts. So let's talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So um, I may like, I'm not, I'm being very clear in my intentions for my audience. I want like for anyone listening or anyone reading, like I want to incentivize you to the best of my ability to opt into my mailing list, not so that I can spam you. I mean, you know, I have, I have one thing I sell um, after the last law of attraction book every three, but it's not so I could spam you, but it's basically so that I can give more value and that I have an opportunity when something's new to share, because I recognize that if I treat you like gold, you're going to be a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident recommending me and my book to others because you understand that I'll treat them like gold also. So the bonuses are about, well, they're about a couple things. One, they're about maybe covering something that I just can't put in the confines of a book. For example, three words I used to sell 100,000 books. One of my bonuses is a 27-minute video where I break down my cover design decisions and I show drafts. And I explain human psychology behind it and why I went with this and why I didn't do that. It's like, I can't put that in a book. Even if I put all the images, which will bring the printing costs up, which will bring up the price of the reader, they're going to flip back and forth. So it's going to be a cumbersome experience. These bonuses that I come up with, it's about accentuating what they already came there for. All right, you came there for a law of attraction. Let me serve you an even higher level of attraction. Oh, you came here to sell more books? Let me serve you an even higher level of all the things I covered for free, by the way. You don't have to spend extra money. So it's all about incentivizing them in that way. Because again, it's about separating myself from the pack. Because Ellen, you even said like how I, I got back to you right away. I got back to you, well, one, because, and this is something I actually got to work on within myself. I almost feel physical pain if my reader's having an issue. <laughs> I want to make sure that they're taken care of. Not that you came to me with pain, but that's I just totally my nature. I totally get that. You, you totally get that, right, Dr. Pat? But, I feel the same way about our hosts I to and our audience. I totally get that. So, And you probably, you, you never heard that it. before, right? But you, like, it clicks right away. Like, you feel pain when that person's not being taken care of. And, and I recognize that most... There is a stigma, whether it's true or not. There is a stigma about authors that they are too busy or too good to get back to you. And maybe it's because that author just has a crazy life and they don't have time. 
but I like to fly in the face of that stigma and I structured my day around it, even though it is a little rough on my bandwidth, to be that author that does reply to people because that instantly separates me from the pack, which separates my book from the pack, which separates my content from the pack, which means my reader will focus more on my content, which since I know it works, will get them more results. So everybody is winning. I'm winning. The book is winning. The person's winning because they're more enthusiastic about the content and the content works. Then they recommend it. That person wins. It's like this endless upward stream of positivity and success because I'm making these decisions to incentivize people through bonuses or reply back to emails, or do anything that I can do above and beyond, so long as it's not sacrificing my physical or my mental or emotional health in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to get to something, and, and Ellen, let's piggyback off this. When I, when I read the three, um, <clears throat> when I reread the three words, one of the things I almost forgot was, and I think it's some, I don't know where it is in the book, but there's something that you say that is so important and so taps in to the law of attraction book. And I think you say something like, so, okay, knowing the words, we're going to get you so far. They're going to get you only so far. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be surprised if you find the three words themselves a bit underwhelming. And then you give us the, th the good news because you go on to tell us, and this is my word, this is me. They're not just words. They're multidimensional potential actions and ways of being, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Just like you shared about and being there for the people that read your book. And I love that. I love that you're telling us, yes, they're words, but wow, there's so much more. You know, it's like my friend Matt James used to say, whatever you think it is, it's way more than that. That's my I think you're very astute, way. Pat. That's a wonderful way to put it. And really, really, really very, very right on, very spot on. There is so much depth to this book and what Andrew says. And the three words are not simple at all, because if it was simple, everybody would be selling 100,000 books. Mm. And this is the biggest difference between them. So yep. let's share some things, Andrew. You, you mentioned to me that you would be happy to share the number one law of success that you learned from a legendary multimillionaire marketer. <laughs> so would you share that with us, please? Because I'm on, bring it, it on. on your bring every it word on. now. Okay, and, and bring it. It's funny because like I usually, I see, this is closer towards the end of the book. So I kind of like kind of cap off the book with this, with this part <laughs> well, near the end. I mean, then obviously then there's all the bonuses <laughs> um, and, and the tie up. But so one thing I, um, I was inspired by Dan Kennedy, who um, anyone like in marketing knows that name. He's a very well-known marketer. And I remember I've read so much from him. I don't even know where I found this specifically. I have a hunch of the book I read it in. But he mentioned how after he had made it, so to speak, and he was a multimillionaire and he had all these things going on, he made a point of always doing at least one thing in his business. And I thought to myself, well, if if that guy, you know, multimillionaire is going to do that, well, what's stopping me? Like, as I'm beginning my journey with the last all traction book, everyone needs to read, you know what? I'm going to do one thing every single day in service to my book and the message. Now, this can be a big thing or a small thing. I just have to make sure that I do something every single day. I could be answering an email. 
I could be doing an interview. I could be recording and editing a YouTube video. It doesn't matter. But the one lesson I learned from him is do something every day because that level of consistency, that ensures that you're always on top of it. And although Dan Kennedy did not articulate this, I would say this, if you are not able to do something big or small every single day, that's a very clear, important message to yourself that you are not engaged in your content or your message, probably as much as you could or should be in order to serve your audience. And it might be something where you want to find something that you're excited enough about and enthusiastic enough about where big or small, you can really genuinely do something every single day without it feeling like some tedious thing that you have to get through versus just something like this is who I am, just the way you brush your teeth every day. Just the way, you know, you comb your hair every day, you do something in service to your business and to your book, to your message every single day. And this is the same thing that you teach in the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. If it's work, then you're not going to do it. And Mm. if it's comfortable and it's easy, you begin to do it every single day. So it is as habit forming as brushing your teeth or, you know, or, or getting into the shower on a daily basis. It, that's what makes it so special. The, the thing that you say about it cannot feel like work is the most important reason why we continue to do what we do. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, being honest, I mean, some days it's going to feel like work because some days you're going to be tired or some days you're going to be in a bad mood, like things are going to happen. But on an overall standpoint, it should still be something that's filling you up. It should be still, still be something that you are excited about. Like, you know, writing both of these books. So here's an interesting thing. The last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, it took me nine and a half weeks to write 208 pages or whittle down to 208 pages. Um, three words I used to sell 100,000 books. It took me months because I had so much going on in my life. I would write a chapter. I'd pour myself into it. And then I'd be exhausted. And I would take two or three weeks off before doing it again. I didn't take two or three weeks, two or three weeks off from my work of, of doing something for my business. But for that book, I spread it out because I understood that if I forced myself through the process, then the chapters would be a mess and they wouldn't have the, the level of clarity or energy that I needed them to have in order to seamlessly link into one another. Like one thing that I was so pleasantly surprised is after I finished that book and I read it through the, for the first time how one chapter blended so seamlessly into the next, even though I would write them weeks or months apart. So um, it's, again, it all comes down to, it it can't, it it can't be like this grueling thing where you hate it every day. It's gotta be something where, no, I'm I'm glad I'm doing this. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning. Thank you. Uh, Because I I do not think this man gets mentioned enough. Mr. Kennedy. I don't think Mm -hmm. he gets mentioned enough because, you know, I don't know how I got hooked onto him and his messages, but I never forgot one thing. And I think this is an underpinning because I think this is what you busted through with these books. There's one thing he says, and I think I've got the quote quote exactly right. It's fear about money, right? He says, fear about money, inhibit your wealth and attraction powers right at the gate. He said, absence of fears about money releases your full wealth attraction power. And, you know, And when you think about what we just all been talking about right here, underneath this thing for a lot of people and the idea of I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell is to an end game about money. Now, it may not be about the book. It may be I got to make money. I got to do my coaching. I got to. But you see, and I love that quote by him because in your book, well, actually in both in your book, you really are teaching us the power of the absence and fears about money releasing our full wealth attraction power. 
See, that's mm. what you're teaching them. Because we don't want to talk about money. But I'm telling you, people that write a book, okay, maybe you're J.K. Rowling. Not likely. <laughs> the book is not the end game, right? For a yeah. lot of people. Right. That's absolutely right. And and I think what it says about the three of us here, it's the altruistic way in which we approach things. Because the last thing that I know I think about is the money, because I wouldn't be in the recovery field I was if I was thinking about the money. And neither would you, Dr. Pat. We are serving a higher purpose. And I think that's exactly what Andrew is doing as well. However, yeah. everybody else out there is always concerned about money. So I think this is a great time to introduce towards the end of our show here andrew's giveaway bonus <laughs> so talk to us andrew about how we get to it let's put it up on the screen let's find it and tell Absolutely. us all about your bonus so this is actually the i think the only one or either one or two maybe the only money um method that i teach in my book specifically just because it's so powerful now it's a meditation. So you read my book and you're reading through the steps. And I've always had this recognition that like, yeah, that's great. Memorize the steps. But if you have to think about the steps of what you're doing to meditate while doing it, you're not really meditating, which is why if people didn't get the audio book, I still want them to have an, an option that they can just click play, listen, sit back and follow through without having to memorize the instructions. So I call this the ultimate abundance money meditation where, um, you know, quick little preview, I kind of like put people on the ocean of abundance and um, I walk them through a nice, calm, easy five minute meditation that helps them focus and release those fears that they may be holding on to about money or just feel better about it in general. And again, it's free. So you don't have to pay for it. You don't even have to opt into it. So like the link that you can go to is ultimateabundancemeditation.com. And that goes straight to the page where you could stream it or even download it. So you know, there's no opt-in, there's no money or anything. It's really just my gift to people in hopes that they'll enjoy it and in hopes that it becomes a regular and um, fun part of their schedule that they look forward to. And we're providing this today exclusive to all of the listeners on Transformation Talk Radio Network because we really want you to succeed. We really do believe in both of these books. So pick up at least one of these books and take a look at Andrew's fantastic work because we can all benefit from it. And I am continuing to benefit from it every single day. What do you think, Dr. Pat? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, part of this and, and what Andrew does is he really answers all the objections in the book, especially about why does the law of attraction work for some and not for others? You know, this is what I love about this. You know, these may look like two separate books and maybe on the surface they are. But it's all about what that quote is about getting ready for an amazing life. And Andrew, thank you for opening up the door and making, first of all, a book that's very readable Two, when I got to the part in the book about the three words, I knew what we were doing and how we're about it is we are totally on track, mm. right? But to see it in writing in your book and to understand it, it moves all the naysayers out of the way because there's nothing more powerful for us than to be in service of you and our audience. And that has always been our goal, right, Ellen? Just Absolutely. like recovery. 
There's no question. And that's why we're doing this show. And that's why we're here, because we really truly believe that we try to make a difference. And if there's one person out there that can listen to something and see it differently and move in a different way, then we've done our job. And that's the reason why we're here. There's no question. So just to sum it up really, really quick, Andrew's bonus is ultimateabundancemeditation.com. Please go, please pick up his books, either the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read or three words. I used to sell a hundred thousand books. Go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, 800-889-1757. Get a free coaching session with me for the recovery month of September. Dr. Pat, as always, this is wonderful. I love this drive time station and this time. And I love being a part of Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Andrew, thank you for sharing your heart and your soul and to helping people not step in the potholes that many of us have stepped in. Thank you both so much for having me. I, I'm so grateful we had this conversation. I really appreciate you. This is Ellen Stewart, the Pushy Broad from the Bronx, saying thanks for listening. And remember, everybody needs a little push. From the Pushy Broad from the Bronx, New York.